Welcome to Speaking for the Wheeze. It's a podcast about Lauren's cat, Wheezy, who just bit her. Lauren, tell us about Wheezy and her grievances. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of what you would expect. Uh, She does not like me going back into the office to, you know, earn money and have a job so that we can (laughs) afford to live in an apartment. Um, Wheezy has completely forgotten what uh, pre-pandemic life is, and she only knows everyone paying attention to her all the time. Yes, that's the only that's the only life she wants to live from now on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's used to having, you know, three people in a house to fawn over her and give her what she wants and give her lots of pets and sneak her food, even though I told them not to. <laughs> and now she doesn't get to have most of that. Poor baby. Yes. So that's Lauren. I'm Ellie. And we also have a special guest today. It's Morgan DiCarlo again. Hey, Morgan. That me. Hi, everybody. Hi, Morgan. Yo. Uh, Hi. Morgan is a PhD student at, I guess I don't want to say the name of your institution so people don't stalk you, but she's a PhD student in civil engineering <laughs> and she's very smart. So I thought, why don't we have a little uh, test of intelligence here? Intelligence or just trivia and have a trivia quiz. Plus, it's easy to do and it didn't require that much research. <laughs> so our first round just going right into it is going to be like multiple choice and each question is worth one point does that sound easy enough yeah i I tried to do a variety of topics okay uh and then also you guys can if you're not feeling particularly competitive you are welcome to just talk about things and decide together on questions i did assign you questions but we can decide how competitive we're feeling. I know Morgan likes to. I'm um, gonna whoop your butts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, like you're... it's literally just me. <laughs> Ellie is gonna be the question master. You know, Morgan <laughs> did I actually come up with some questions, so maybe you guys can uh, get some revenge at the end and ask me like hard questions. <laughs> so my first question is for you, Morgan. Okay. So, greenhouse gases. <laughs> Greenhouse gases are gases in the atmosphere that trap heat from the sun instead of heat from the sun just bouncing right off the planet. One of those gases in this list is not a greenhouse gas, and I want you to pick it out for me. Carbon dioxide, water vapor, methane, oxygen, and ozone. Which of those is not a greenhouse gas? I'm going to say water vapor. Unfortunately, it was oxygen. Oh, so I didn't hear yeah, it. I only heard ozone. I'm going to have to start paying better attention. <laughs> <laughs> so oxygen is not considered a greenhouse gas. To be That's a greenhouse a gas, gas, a gas has to accept heat from the sun and transmit it to surrounding gases. Um, and I couldn't find any other clarification other than that. Well, that was very informative and I was wrong. <laughs> it's okay when i wrote this question i was like really oxygen isn't one so i was surprised too i also would have failed this question i'm lauren's turn okay. yeah okay so, geologists and environmental scientists have a lot of evidence for climate change how do we know what the climate was like millions of years ago was it a samples from ancient trees b samples from metamorphic rocks or c ice core samples oh hmm Okay. This is a geology question. Yeah. Paleoclimate <laughs> question. Shit. Um, okay. Uh, you are free to discuss. I want to say okay. it's the ice cores, but I don't know that for sure. Mm, let me know what if do you're you phoning a friend. I, yeah. I, think that sounds, I think that sounds fine. I know they did that when I interned at NASA. So that's well, at least like, one thing that they do. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, the metamorphic Just dropping NASA in there. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. There was an ice core project. There was an ice core project. I do remember that. Yeah, well, what I'm thinking is just, like, metamorphic rock, what? That's, like, granite, right? It's, like, rocks that are under a lot of heat and pressure, and that's... I don't know. It doesn't seem as influenced. I feel like sedimentary rocks would also no more i mean maybe the tree rings but like how ancient are these trees and are we like yeah i don't know 
Yeah, I like ice cores. Okay. I like Are we locking cores. it in uh, for ice cores? Yeah. That's my final answer. <laughs> it's not your <laughs> Well, that is correct. It is ice core samples. So oh, ancient yeah. trees can really only go back a few thousand years. Um, I did make the metamorphic thing up. They have nothing to do with climate. In fact, they are usually, metamorphic rocks are usually formed under, like deep underground, like you said. Yeah. Granite actually is an igneous rock, though. <laughs> oh, wait. But, but, uh, what was I thinking? Wait, hang on. You're thinking of igneous. A metamorphic rock would be like schist or gneiss. I don't know what those slate. fucking rocks are. Okay. Maybe <laughs> I just. So, so these rocks are the ones that have like um, bands of minerals in them. Yeah. That like actually form like flat bands because they're under pressure. Whereas an igneous rock is just a bunch of grains of different minerals. Oh. Um, let's see. Where was I? Da, 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 da. Ice cores are like if you stick a giant straw in the Arctic, plug the top of it like you would with a drink and then brought it back up with the ice inside the straw. Uh, and scientists use the bubbles trapped in the ice to do their analysis. And if that sounded super simplistic, it's because it is. And I got it from nasakids.com. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I've looked stuff up and like found answers on nasakids.com. So like, yeah, NASA Kids rules, and I, I, I it was a big um, inspiration for a lot of the questions on here. <laughs> Go NASA Kids! I love it. I love it. So good job, point for Lauren Morgan. Uh, can can you tie it with this next question? <laughs> mm, I believe I'm getting nervous now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, so, yeah. what causes coral bleaching? Is it A, stressed out coral rejecting the algae that lives on them, B, the rising sea level making the coral change color to try to capture more light, or C, the acidification of the ocean causes the coral to die? I'm going to go with C. Lauren, do you have any inputs here? Uh, I mean, I also <laughs> think it's C. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I did a good job writing this question to try to trick you, and it is no! A. Oh, no. Damn. Okay. Am I dumb? <laughs> <laughs> it's not dumb. You never learned. I, I learned this when I wrote it. So all stressors like pollution, changing temperature, and sea level, and, and acidification cause the coral to get stressed out and reject their algae buddies. And uh, when, coral are, are, uh, when coral are initially bleached, they are still alive. They can actually recover from this, but um, they are much mm. more vulnerable to dying during this time. Okay, well, now I'm pissed off because I actually did know that coral could recover from bleaching. So I'm just stupid and didn't remember it. <laughs> well, it wasn't part of the question. So I yeah. under I could understand. I would have, uh, again, I gave Morgan the hard ones because she's done more SciComm stuff. So I figured she'd know more <laughs> random bullshit. To be fair, <laughs> well, I would also... Ouch. I would also expect Morgan to know more random trivia than I would because I'm generally very bad at trivia. The good news is this next one um, is like so granular that I, you might get it wrong and Morgan will have a shot to catch up with you. So, uh. more, Lauren, where the hell is the ozone layer? Is it A, at the top of the troposphere at 10 miles above sea level? B, at the top of the stratosphere about 31 miles above sea level? in the middle of the stratosphere at 15 miles above sea level? Or is it D, in the middle of the mesosphere at 34 miles above sea level? This fucking sucks. Yeah, um, I can repeat any of those if you want. Okay. Mm. Oh, shit. Um, so, the, so without the numbers, it was at the top of the troposphere, at the top of the stratosphere, in the middle of the stratosphere, or in the middle of the mesosphere. Oh, see? Mm, that's yikes. Okay. Uh, is Lauren. that? Are you saying C is an answer, or are you just no, saying like no. C is in yes? <laughs> no. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. I I would eliminate two of the four. I'm pretty sure. Well, Lauren, you take your stab first. I feel like the ozone layer is like shit. It's either lower than I think, or it's higher than I think, and that's like <laughs> not helpful as a range. Um. Hmm. I'm and like I can give you those sure. numbers again if you want. I'm pretty sure it's in the stratosphere, which gives us two, but I don't know which one it is. What were the two stratosphere answers? Yeah, yes. B, B and C were both kind of stratosphere answers. So B is at the top of the stratosphere at 31 miles above sea level, and D C is in the middle of the stratosphere, excuse me, at 15 miles above sea level. Well, why would it be in the middle? That doesn't make sense. I mean, it probably is, because I don't know anything about is isn't ozone am i totally off base or is ozone kind of heavy right probably um 
Perhaps. That's why I was thinking it was like a bit lower, but I don't like middle of the stratosphere as an answer. Ugh. Not very satisfying. I see your point. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to say like the middle of the stratosphere. I don't remember what letter that was, but. It was C, and that is actually correct. It oh, what the fuck? The nice. <laughs> Oh, so when I, I said C before, I guess I meant C for real, you know. Okay, okay, that was because <laughs> you, you also the whole like time. a point, Morgan. <laughs> a pity point. <laughs> what I should be doing is giving you guys the opportunity to steal, but I forgot, and we've already established a precedent. So let's keep going. <laughs> I don't mind that we're working together. <laughs> I think well, it, it gives you uh, the listeners an, more of an opportunity to learn from y'all's, you know knowledge base i mean oh, learning wow. from us as we are wrong morgan i think i think you can get this one okay. so Ken, kenya is facing a lot of environmental challenges one of which is soil erosion which is the removal of farm friendly soil from agricultural overuse industry and fires which of these is a potential result of soil erosion would it be a decreased crop yield and health b decreased pollution in runout runoff and groundwater C, increased biodiversity, or D, no change to emissions in the atmosphere. Sorry, can you read the question again? I mean, so uh, the question is, which of these is the result of soil erosion? What what can result from soil erosion? The first one was like the crops quality is decreasing. Yes. I realized I kind of wrote these like SAT questions because that's the only way I know how to write questions. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm going to say that the crop quality would decrease, I think. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So the other ones are, um, so decreased crop yield and health because healthy soil. So eh, let me start that sentence over. Decreased crop yield and health because healthy soil holds more water than unhealthy soil. So that makes sense. Uh, pollution would increase in run water and gr- sorry, run water, <laughs> run off and groundwater because healthy soil normally helps leach out that pollution. Decreased biodiversity rather than increased because things that live in the dirt or feed off of it need it to live, obviously. So if they die off, then there's less biodiversity. And then it would cause an increase in emissions to the atmosphere because healthy soil usually stores carbon for us. Yeah, I was going to say, because you had one negative and three positive things that could be a result of soil erosion. It was like, hmm, <laughs> it might be yep. the negative one. Yeah, if if you're reading it, it's a little more obvious. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Lauren, we were just in Kenya. Now we're going to Russia. Okay. So Russia is facing a lot of environmental issues as well, one of which is radioactive contamination. Which of the following statements about radioactive waste in Russia is false? Radioactive waste was dumped into a river system that transported said waste 1,500 kilometers into the Arctic Ocean. Liquid radioactive waste was injected into sandy layers in the Earth where they are migrating slowly. In the mid-1990s, the Russian Navy dumped liquid and solid radioactive waste in the Arctic Ocean, Sea of Japan, and North Pacific Ocean. And D, sorry, I forgot to give you letters, but I think you got it. Yeah. And D, the nuclear power plants in Russia have strict safety procedures with many fail-safes. Wait, okay. So the question was one of them is true? or One of them is false. One of them is false. Okay, okay. Uh... Ooh. I think that, okay, Morgan, this is collaborative. I've decided. Um, (laughs) So I I think that that the, I think that the, I'm still giving you points though. I think because I know Morgan will want me to. (laughs) I think the injection one is true. Um, I'm not sure about the river or the ocean one. Mm, Can you read the question one more time? Sure. Uh, So Russia has radioactive contamination, yada, yada. Which of the following statements about radioactive waste in Russia is false? Okay, false. Okay. You can read some of the answers, too. A, radioactive waste was dumped into a river system that Mm. transported said waste 1,500 kilometers to the Arctic Ocean. Well, that's oddly specific. B, yeah, I just made up a number. (laughs) B, liquid radioactive waste was injected into sandy layers in the Earth 
where they are migrating slowly. C, mm. in the mid-1990s, the Russian Navy dumped liquid and solid radioactive waste in the Arctic Ocean, Sea of Japan, and North Pacific Ocean. And D, the nuclear power plants in Russia have strict safety procedures with many sail safes. Well, well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they have more fail safes since other previous problems. But let's say D as false because all the others seem plausible. I don't know. Yeah. So you think that the you think that the injection into the soil is false? No, I I said D. Oh, I think D. they probably did that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I the mean, other I... incidents do seem um well, A seemed very specific. <laughs> I mean, don't don't at me Russia, but I'm not sure you have the best fail safes. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming Oh god. <laughs> I don't know. These all in- incidents sound like they could be real. Which I guess is the point of the question. I mean, I, I guess, okay, so if only one is false, then they wouldn't have good fail-safes if they were having these other incidents. Well, I mean, is that perhaps. modern or is that um, historically? Because mm, modern, mean, they're probably doing better, I agree. Yeah. Otherwise, that would be a hot mess. I have no idea what the state of nuclear power in Russia is. <laughs> we'll talk about it. I don't it. think that they want us to know. <laughs> uh... I mean, probably okay compared to what it once was. Yeah. I feel like there is it... a mural of Chernobyl in um, the United I... Nations, and it's super spooky. Yeah. If I had to pick one of the events to be false, I would hope it's. I don't know if I hope, but like I think it might be C. Dumping the Russian Navy dumping liquid and solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can only hope that's false. I'm gonna are go you with C are you locking in it. on C? I'm gonna hope it's. I hope it's C. Unfortunately, that is true, and the answer is D. I thought mm. this was a gimme. Motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to be hopeful. No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of myself. So I would like to just sum up the whole situation in Russia with this direct quote from the Federation of the American Scientists section on regional and global impacts uh, of of Russia. A potentially serious danger emanating from Russia would be the radioactive fallout from an accident in one of Russia's 29 poorly constructed, sorry, poorly constructed aging and often poorly maintained Russian, oops, poorly maintained nuclear power plants especially those located close to the international borders, such as the plants in St. Petersburg and on the Kola Peninsula. According to one former mem- <laughs> According to one former member of the Russian sorry, I cannot read. One more time. <laughs> According to one former senior member of Russia's State Atomic and Radioactive Oversight Committee, safety norms for Russian nuclear reactors are greatly outdated. And that is uh, present tense. Okay. Wait, when was that quote from? I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was in the last 10 years. Okay. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad over there. That's a, that's a no-go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so all the other things, the uh, dumping into the river system, um, injecting into the layers, and uh, dumping into the ocean are all true. So that's fun. Oh, I see that more. How unfortunate. <laughs> Oh. So no points for that one. That's a wild mural that you have sent the picture of, Morgan. Thank you. Holy oh, shit. you sent us a mural. I see. I did. That's a lot to look at. I'm not sure. Are the dragons radioactive? <laughs> I don't know, but if this is any indication of what's going through someone's mind during a nuclear incident, I don't want to be there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Among no. other reasons. I forgot that your name is Mothman in Discord. Um <laughs> No one can find you that way, by the way. Uh, oh my god, that's so funny. It's just a fish. <laughs> With, it has teeth now. Razor sharp teeth. Oh. Love that. All right. Yes. So no points for that one. Morgan, you are up next. We Okay. I, mm. <laughs> Ellie forgets how to talk for a second. There are several ways that we classify wetlands. Which of these is correct? A, the area must always be covered in water. B, the area must always be inundated with water. So, like, the soil must be fully stocked with water. C, the area must be either inundated 
or covered with water for a significant period of time, including the growing season every year, or D, the area must receive at least 47 inches of rainfall or 150,000 gallons of aquifer input per year. So whenever a a number is over a thousand, I forget how to say it like a person. Mm, Okay. So. So which of those things categories is a wetland? It should. Well, it's tidal. So I think at least some of the year. The soil substrate has to be completely saturated. Do you want to do this by yourself, or do you want me to talk to? I knew Lauren oh would God, be like, Lauren, I know the I answer. Know I know, you know the answer. answer. Okay, <laughs> tell me, tell me when I'm getting hot, Lauren. Tell me when I'm getting close. Okay, always hot. That's Aww. right. You knew it already. Um. Uh. Okay. So I think I need to hear all the answers again because I blacked out when I heard wetlands. Um, That's okay. <laughs> Got so excited. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm still fucking excited about wetlands. Okay. So which of these is the uh, correct way to, to decide if something is a wetland? Okay. A, area must always be covered in water. No. B, area must always be inundated with water. No. C, the area must be either inundated or covered with water for a significant period of time, including the growing season every mm. year. Yeah. D, the gr- area must receive 47 inches of rainfall or 150,000 gallons of aquifer input per year. 47 inches is kind of a lot. We'll go with C. Lauren, C? stop me if I'm wrong. No, I'm not going to stop you. Oh, jeez. 47 inches is kind of a lot of rain. C Let's is correct. C. C. Okay, yes. You did it. Yes, so you are now tied up. Um, I yes. It's all about um, being just covered or inundated with water during the growing season every year, like with nice. some regularity. I love the um, world. The that last you and- one I made up, I Googled how much rain is a lot of rain, and then I put that there. I love that is a lot of the rain. world that you invented where every single, even the, even the little wetlands receives exactly 47 inches of rain a year. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought of that. It's so much rain. And there's some there's a thing uh called um an arid wetland too. Like in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Anyways, Lauren, it's your turn. Oh, okay. Which country has the most total wetland area? Brazil, Canada, Russia, or Vietnam? Hmm. Oh man. Can I get the list of countries again? Yes. Brazil, Canada, Russia, or Vietnam. Okay. I feel like, okay, Vietnam has less square area, so I'm going to just rule that one out. Nothing to do with the climate. I'm just, it's the smallest. Um, (laughs) Fair. uh, Okay. A lot of Russia is tundra. So I'm going to tentatively say maybe not Russia. Uh, I would probably think Canada over Russia. Um, Okay, so Canada versus Brazil. Um, Morgan, do you know? (laughs) Do you have any thoughts or are you just also... For wetlands. Yeah, for wetlands. I mean, I do know Canada has the largest coastline in the world that's true lots of room for tidal wetlands so maybe i'm leaning towards canada i guess yeah because you locking in canada yeah i think so that's correct oh god nice. so uh, as my clarification point here canada has thirteen thousand thousand, so thousand twice hectares and ranks number one for total wetland area, Russia has 10,000,000, 10K thousand. It's, I don't know why that was the unit on this thing, but that is what it is, hectares, and ranks number two. Brazil has 6,000,000 hectares and ranks number five. And Vietnam has 12,000, just straight thousand hectares and ranks at like 97. Yeah. I, I, picked, I picked Vietnam because they're fang- famous for having a jungle. 
Yeah, that's fair. Well, that was like my reasoning for not picking Brazil was like, there's lots of, I don't know, there's lots of tropical forests there. And that's, I don't think of wetland. I don't think it uh, it's, I think if, if jungles can be, I think a jungle swamp is technically yeah a wetland. Well, yeah. Uh, not all jungles are swamps, though. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that concludes the multiple choice section which i'm sure you're grateful for because it's it's, it's kind of hard to do multiple choice without seeing the multiple choice uh as it stands lauren has three points and morgan has two so we're doing pretty well oh nice okay. so continuing on my wetland kick because this is a very pro wetland podcast <laughs> um for our short answer section morgan for two points what are two ways wetlands help the environment um Okay, they um, foster biodiversity. Yeah, I'll give you a point for that. And they provide a buffer zone from tropical storms. Ooh, hadn't even considered that as an answer. I'm going to give you a point for that too. That's right, they do, um, they can kind of diffuse all the energy out of a big wave and cause the incoming water to be uh, less energetic and less destructive as we talked about in our mangrove episode. Awesome job. You get the full credit. Whee. All right, Lauren, what are two ways, I think? Yeah. What are two ways that water can exit a wetland? Um, evaporation and let's see. That is correct. Uh, I'm going to count evaporation and transpiration together, I think. Um, yes. Do those count as two separate or are those? Together? I counted them as one for evapotranspiration. So yeah, that they is tend to get They tend to get lumped in the, uh, in the water equation. Um, uh, for listeners at home, transpiration is just water coming off of plants. Yes. Like uh, evaporating off of the plants specifically. Yeah. Usually when you're estimating uh, the evapotranspiration, sorry, this is like not the point of the question, but usually when you're (laughs) estimating it, you tend to lump it together because it's hard to get separate estimates for both. Um, So tends to get lumped together. Anyway. So one point so far. Can you name another way? Um, I guess... I guess like infiltration. Um, it just joins the groundwater table. Well, hmm, no. Yeah, that was my. That was okay. another answer. Okay. Okay. I love how long you thought about. It. <laughs> well, I, yeah. So I potential keep, answers were evapotranspiration, runoff, and input to groundwater. Yeah, I, I keep thinking like in my head. I'm like, it, it, it can't be that. It can't. It can't be that easy. That's what I'm thinking. But like that. Yeah, can't the be short the right answer, answer is a little easier than the multiple choice. <laughs> This, I figured I'd let y'all go a little hog wild. For example, for this next question, this might uh, foster some discussion. So, Morgan, Mm. fracking is a hot button issue in the environmental and geology worlds. What are some of the environmental concerns the public has about fracking? That the public has? Um, Well, Uh, we can't hear you. Oh, or I can't. Hold on. You can't hear me. I can hear her. Is Discord asking? Hold acting on, up? I think I know what happened. Okay. Okay, I think it's just Ellie. Yeah. Hi, sorry. Mm. I'm here. I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Morgan. You are connected. I can hear you. Okay. Well, sorry fracking, about that. fracking, I think people and scientists are worried about um, it disrupting the groundwater table. Yeah. Uh, in what way? Maybe like introducing introducing uh, chemi- benzene and yeah, yeah oil and issues. So poison, yeah. Like, yeah, bad pollutants in the groundwater table. All right, that's a point. And I think the public is worried about like stress fractures and earthquakes. I don't know yeah. all the science behind that, but I know people are don't like the idea of drilling into the earth. Yeah, at the yeah, that is co- the fancy science term for that is introduced seismicity, and I will give you a point for ooh, that. Ooh, ooh, I love that. Shaking it up, introduced seismicity. 
Let's see. And another bad thing about fracking for the environment. You've gotten your two points, but oh, oh you can gosh. keep naming things if you want. <laughs> I thought there were three <laughs> points to be had. Well, I think other two. people like kind of think it's an eyesore, but that's, that's fair. A lot of, of people are just like, after, so. everyone's like, oh, I don't like that thing. Yeah. So the possible answers that I had listed were chemicals leaking from well casings, introduced seismicity, so like causing earthquakes, mishandling of materials like drill cuttings and solid waste, mishandling of fracturing chemicals or frac water, methane emissions, contamination of ground and surface water, etc. So you you nailed two of those. So Woo! good job. You got a full two points. You are now at six points and Lauren's at five. All right, Lauren. For two points, so keep it pretty simple, can you briefly describe how a wastewater treatment plant works? Like, super simple. Oh, okay. So this is actually more of a, uh, Lauren, can you be concise question? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, so, I have no idea what you're looking for here, but, so, a wastewater treatment plant, basically, it works by, uh, um, generally, they will receive, uh, Preferably, they would receive ex- uh, st- like stormwater and or or and or wastewater specifically, but um, generally they will receive some sort of combination. If you have combined sewers, then th- the wastewater treatment plant is receiving. You're already waste. being so I'm, specific. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I meant like when the water goes through treatment plant. What happened to it? Okay. Okay. Um, I, I might miss a few steps in here. Uh, That's okay. Not actually my area of expertise, um, surprisingly. Um, so some things that happen to it. First of all, you got to put the water through um, through like like screens, basically, and they filter out large debris. And then, so that would be like large sticks and uh, I can't think of other stuff, but... You know, toilet rocks. paper. To- yeah, toilet paper. Yeah, it's it's just like large large debris, um, and you want to get that out first, and then you also, ooh, you want to then uh, get rid of like smaller particulates, and so that's, I think, sedimentation. I'm, I Ding! Think, yes, yeah. that was a point right there. Um, so you want to have it go through, generally, you'll have, like, a sedimentation basin. Uh, for listeners at home, that's literally just the water sits in a tub for a very long time so that stuff can fall to the bottom. Yeah, it's it, it's generally a little more complicated than, than that, but yes. Um, and then you want to treat to, uh, generally, you'll want to denitrify the water. Um, it, it depends on what you're getting in, I guess. But you want to basically get... Uh, sort of the, like, I don't know, like the different contaminants of concern. You want to remove those and clean the water um, because there's like a whole bunch of stuff in that water still. Even. So for the other point, can you tell me like what is a way they would do that? Uh, How do you clean specific crap out of the... Uh, like just a really common one. You don't have to be very specific. Denitrification. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the chemical process yes yeah uh so like what what is done to big, the water the big spinners what are they called oh yeah Flock, aeration oh, the flocculation aeration flocculation yeah flocculation and aeration and yeah oh and then additionally eventually uh you will then send the water through um some sort of shit what's it called like disinfection part of it so you would have Ooh. like um sometimes Fast. it's treated with uv sometimes it's treated with uh chlorination all right yeah that was the point right there is like what what are some ways to treat it um yeah so you can put it through the, the flock tanks which are usually after the sediment tanks i think mm-hmm. um where they put like this very specific thing in there called flock that's basic it's not magnetism but it like attracts pieces of um it acts as like the nucleus of creating like these gook balls coagulation yeah yeah so that these all the gook kind of forms on these flock and then they fall to the bottom and the aeration 
uh, helps other chemical processes. They also dump a bunch of chemicals in the water, which is why your water usually tastes like chlorine, um, at least if you live in a city. And yeah, and it can go through these weird UV things as well uh, to try to kill as much bacteria as they can. Yeah, so yeah, that that was that was worth two points. Good can job. you tell which parts of a water treatment plant I have had to think about in the last like three years? It's not very <laughs> many of them. <laughs> I recently, like when you guys were taking your fancy fancy grad school classes, I um, had to take the graduate, the undergraduate level ones. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn the basic unit processes of a water treatment plant within the last four years or so so this is like super boring definitely cut this but i just want to complain (laughs) about my undergraduate (laughs) degree which was (laughs) instead of actually teaching us like all of the different processes in like a water treatment plant or a wastewater treatment plant um instead what our professor had us do was like she assigned us a project about one or the other and then we had to like fake up like mock up a design for what we would include in it which was like not teaching you a good way to only know one of those things <laughs> yeah it, as an undergraduate anyway see uh, i was looking for like one for exam but i, went I on need to review this for my recently. fucking effie i'm supposed to take it like soonish lauren you have to take your effie <laughs> i know I'm going My to. Bird's I, name is Effie. Um, I don't have it scheduled yet, but I was planning either taking it in November, uh, depending on how bad studying goes, I might push it to like January. We'll see. I signed up for that's my PE in October, which is really frightening. But... Ooh, ooh, that's so scary. I, I have the frightens. We'll see what happens. What? Okay. Hello. I'm we studying, can go back to the so... quiz now. <laughs> yeah, proceed, Ellie. Hello? It's my turn anyway. What is happening? I can't hear anybody. Wait, I can't hear Ellie. Oh no. Ellie. Ellie, we can't hear you. Oh no. Oh. R.I.P. Okay, well... Glad I could waste all that time talking about my fucking undergraduate class about water treatment plants. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. I got so nervous on that question because, like, I never remember the which processes go in a water treatment plant versus uh, a wastewater treatment plant. And then I get nervous. See, even Ellie said something that was like... Hello? Like, Internet? our water tastes like chlorine. It's like, well, you wouldn't really be drinking the wastewater. Yeah, no, it's it gets not. confusing because flock is definitely a big thing in the drinking water ones too. But I get confused as well. So. Yeah, I can't remember if it's in, or I couldn't remember if it was in. Are you sure about not, that um, specifically? Hello. Yeah, you're here. Hello. Hi. What the fuck was that? <laughs> My internet just crashed for no reason. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Anyway, is everyone still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Yeah, we're still here. Did, okay, uh, cool. I, well, I guess, like, if it was your, just your internet crashing, then Audacity probably didn't crash, so we probably don't need to line it up again. Yeah, no, it's fine. I kept recording that whole time. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I, w- I don't think I was even in the middle of talking, or if I was, I wasn't saying anything important. Well, um, I think that it, it was literally, like, I, as far as I know, it was, uh, I complained about my undergraduate class where I didn't fucking learn anything, <laughs> and... And then I went. I left. Then you told us about <laughs> yours, how you had to take it, like more recently. Anyway. Oh yeah. Okay. So the last section mm-hmm. of our of our trivia time. Oh, by the way, as it stands, Lauren has seven points and Morgan has six. So f- for a possible three points, I want. I have asked the, these two to prepare a brief fun fact, possibly less brief than brief about science that they think that i do not already know if they tell me something that blows my tits clean off they get three points oh no it just i didn't have that written but it occurred to me as i was talking it doesn't have to be about environmental science it can just be any science fact i am ready to learn so morgan why don't you go first um i don't know if these are that remarkable 
I don't have, but. it's okay. Mine's not remarkable either. Also, how many questions are we supposed to give you? I only prepared one. Uh, it's not a question. It's a, a fun fact. But if you prepared it in question form, that's fine. No, I mean, I can just tell you a fun fact because that's mostly what it is. And I don't think that um, you're going to know It's the a answer. possible three points. So you can either give me three fun facts for one point or one crazy big fun fact for three points. Okay. Did you know that um, grasshoppers have ears in their bellies? In their bellies? What the fuck? Yeah. Where their yeah. food go? Yeah. That's a point. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. This I is guess going uh, better than I we're... thought. <laughs> Dude, I had no idea. Um, since we're, it looks like you guys are both doing like three separate things, Lauren, why don't we bounce to you? What's your fun fact? Are we doing? I Okay. I don't think mine is my, fun. That was my titty explosion one. I don't know if I have <laughs> It blow my tits clean up. <laughs> this was because I was, okay. So this was like, um, I just like looked stuff up and I got real excited. Um hell yes because like we talk about wetlands all the fucking time but then i we don't really talk about things on an international scale very often but i found out because i was like looking shit up for this trying to find out if there was like a fact about wetlands that neither of us might know (laughs) and i'm ready so okay so there is a international treaty regarding wetlands it's called the Here's it, here's the full title. It's big. Ramsar Convention on Wetlands of International Importance, especially as waterfowl habitat or Convention on Wetlands. <laughs> it's an international. I don't what? think I knew about this. Yeah, I knew there was. I I know there's like global efforts to deal with wetlands, but I didn't know there was a treaty, and I didn't know that I had waterfowl involved with it. So I will give you a point. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to keep talking about it? Because I like looked up a whole bunch of shit about this thing. Uh, Morgan, how do you feel about it? You can keep talking. Fuck us up, Lauren. Okay, so <laughs> so this was an international treaty. It was signed in Iran in 1971. And basically, it's huh. just like all of the states involved agreed to um, just like, you know, you know, international scale of efforts for conservation and sustainable use of wetlands. And every three years, there's a meeting, and it's known as the Conference of the Contracting Parties. Very catchy. That's such a stupid name. (laughs) And that's, and anyway, at these conferences, that's where they do... Sounds like a construction, like, a construction safety meeting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, it's very legal um, in in phrasing. But that's uh, where they develop international policies regarding um, specifically it's regarding wetlands that are deemed of international importance. And so, yeah, I knew somebody did that, but I didn't know it was like a treaty. That's cool. Yeah. Um, That's cool as hell. Anyway, it's uh, the only global treaty focusing on wetlands and it was started by seven countries, but today there are 171 countries that have signed it. Aw. Pretty cool. Oh yeah. That is cool. I, for the heartwarmingness of that, I'm going to give you another point. Excellent, because I don't have another fact prepared. <laughs> I didn't know I was Morgan, what's three. your other fun fact? Um, my other fun fact is going to be this thing I read about bees a few years ago, which is that they can count. Did you know bees can count? But only, well, actually, do you know, they know exactly how high bees can count. Do you know how high bees can count? I don't know that. I don't know that either. They can count. They can count to four, and they also have an impressive understanding of the concept of zero. Oh, really? Yes. This, believe it or not, yeah, did blow cool my tits clean alert. off. I'm giving you two points. Yay! <laughs> cool paper alert. Bees understanding the concept of zero. That is, I didn't, I had no idea bees could count or understood zero. Zero is a really cool concept, I think, because it took humanity a long time to understand it. Yeah. That is dope. I love um, that. Yes. So yeah, bad like, news for Morgan because she's competitive, but that did tie you both. You both have nine points. Okay. Me. I'm comfortable <laughs> leaving it like that instead of trying to come up with like last a minute tiebreaker. some fact. That's the- fine. <laughs> I'll take the tie. I'll take the draw. What do you want? Here's my last fun fact. 
My cat won't shut up. Wheezy. <laughs> oh, Lauren tied it. It's or Lauren took a head to t- ten points. <laughs> I'm impressed with this knowledge. Okay, I can, Ellie, I, I have some I have some questions for you, but they're not many. Okay, I It'll yes, it's only rounds. fair. Go ahead and re- Uno reverse card me. Let's go. All right. What is the maximum number of years an observed snail has been known to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> to sleep? Yes. The longest known sleep period of a snail. I'm going to say I recently read about a salamander that slept for like a hundred years or some bullshit or like seven years or something. I don't remember the number. I'm bad at it. It was very long. Um, I'm going to say for a snail, like a year and a half. That's my guess. Um, It's three years. Three years? That's a twice the amount that I guessed. It's pretty good, though. Okay. <laughs> How many people died while working on the Hoover Dam? Oh, my God. That's so dark. Um, <laughs> probably, like, a, a, a not insignificant number. I'm going to say... How many people worked on the Hoover Dam? It's a huge dam. Yeah, uh, lots. It's got to be at least, like, 38. It's 96. Oh, God, that's like twi- twice or and thrice the number, And how many of I the guessed. 96 are thought to or known to be entombed in the actual concrete of the dam? Oh, no. Oh, that sounds like some Wall of China shit. Holy goddamn. Um, I'm going to say, like, at least eight of them. Zero, because um, decomposing <laughs> bodies are bad for the structural integrity of concrete, so they took them out. Makes uh, sense. You tricked me. <laughs> You bitch. <laughs> um, how many natural lakes? I'm doing lakes so bad. Are in the state of Georgia. How many natural lakes? Yes. In the state of Georgia. Yeah. You can answer no multi- if you'd rather. No multiple choice, huh? I just. Oh, have to I guess can give you multiple choice. How, okay, we'll start with Georgia. How many natural lakes are in the state of Georgia? Five. Literally in fatudes. <laughs> two or zero. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna say literally infitudes. <laughs> it's zero. All those are man made. What? What? Ye. Ye. That can't be right. I'm this, calling this shenanigans one, on you. This one came from my boyfriend who does dams and stuff and Shit, knows he about do making know. all the lakes in Georgia because dams made them because they're not natural. Oh, damn, that's right. Oh, wow. he, he models water, and water do be going downwards. Yes, that's all he'll tell you about. <laughs> that's okay. And in speaking for the trees' um, energy, what is the approximate age of some of the world's oldest trees? I'll give you multiple choice. Uh, oh, I was going to say, I know of one that um, was growing when the pyramid, like, I think when Cleopatra was alive. So pretty damn old. Mm. Okay. Do you want to take a guess then? I do want the multiple choice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Right. The oldest trees are more than 4,500 years old, more than but less than the one before, 3,000 years old, more than but less than the one before, 1,000 years old, or more than but less than the one before. What did I write here? 950 years old, which is close to 1,000. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> I'm going to guess the 4,000 one. Yee. More yeah, than 4,600 I... years old. Yeah, there is a cross-section of either a sequoia or a redwood that's, like, obnoxiously old. Oh, and here is another fun... Uh, here's a point that either of you can achieve or both of you can achieve based <laughs> off of a fun TikTok on SciComm that I saw this week. So, um, only the most prestigious sources. Oh, I love Hood. uh, What's that guy's name? Oh, the 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 guy who does the the science and he like uh, has the word Hood in his name. God damn it! What is it? Hood biologist? Hood ecologist? I don't know him. I'll text Ian. I'll ask him. Go ahead. Okay, what is one thing that could be done to, um prevent the further exacerbation of climate change 
I, I for legal reasons, this is a joke. Assassinate billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> One point for Ellie. Laura? That was a joke. <laughs> Wait, what is one thing that can be done? Is it yes. a joke? No, just or one more. Like, just, just, just a thing. No, my my answer was le- for re- le- for legal reasons. What's a anything joke. that anybody could do? Just inspiring the audience. Oh, I have okay. Several then I will come up with something here. better. <laughs> I have I have several acceptable answers. Um, yeah. Um. Hold the industry. <laughs> raise awareness about the industries that are doing most of the consumption of uh, natural resources and energy. Yeah, like Absolutely. the Navy. Key, excellent answer from Lauren. I'm going to give you lots of points for that. The two that I had written down is do not dump approximately 200 million gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico, as was done during the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. That's a good, and also, that's a good answer. Do not cover up 40 years of scientists' research knowing that climate change is real, um, like Exxon did. Wow, those yeah. are both really good answers. Yeah, yeah those are good so answers. That's, that's I like things, my answer, that's too. That's two things you can do um, to uh, combat climate change. Just don't dump 200 million gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Be a yeah, you personally. If you're not doing that, you're doing a great job. <laughs> um <laughs> If you are yes. doing that, go to jail. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, and thank you, hashtag whoever that boy was who made that funny TikTok, because I just stole his knowledge, but we respect you, we appreciate you. Not thank enough God, to Gen credit Z you. Something to say about climate change. I don't know who I name. love Gen Z. There is no rivalry. <laughs> I love them. I love them, too. Um, uh, Hood Nature was the uh, TikTok that my partner likes. I'm gonna look he just up. rapid fire tells you about science and animals. Hey, that that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening to Speaking for the Trees. We have uh, Instagram that never posts and <laughs> Twitter that only sometimes posts at Tree Speaking. <laughs> we have well, an we can email. Talk to us though. We'll, we'll see it. <laughs> we'll see it eventually. I often forget we have them. We also have. I would an email. get okay. I would have a no- <laughs> notification for the Twitter. Um. Oh, you would. Okay. We have an email at forthetrees.pod at gmail.com. If you have suggestions, corrections, I just want to say hi. I don't know. Um, anything else? Oh, yeah. We have a we have a logo, and that was done by Tyler C. Hurst. Uh, he's at Tyler C. Hurst on Twitter and Instagram. He is just a dude. He doesn't do graphic design work for a living. You will just be following a dude. But he's nice. Um and recently, there was a really funny picture that he was tagged in on Instagram. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. And our music is by Kevin McLeod, the guy who makes all the YouTube music that you've ever heard ever. Yeah, we love him. Yeah. Kevin McLeod is... What? What? I never can remember the name of his website, but we I got know, it but there. But he does have a Patreon. You can support him on Patreon. Yeah. Go give money to Kevin McLeod. He deserves infinite money. Thank you for listening. And goodbye, I guess. Bye.